Welcome to another great episode of the science fiction and fantasy podcast, The 47th Hour. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing the next generation and charmed finales, and as always, we'll be nominating items for our halls of fame and shame. Also, for those of you listening on Patreon, you'll have access to an extended version of this episode where we'll discuss the 1979 movie, Alien. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and remember to share our episodes with friends on social media so more people can enjoy our content, such as the fun quickfire quizzes on TikTok. So let's get the show started with a look at what we have been watching. Cowboy Bebop. Oh my God. I have seen that so many times and I have never been tempted. I actually like it. <laughs> I genuinely thought I wasn't going to like it. Um, simply because I just thought, why are they making a live action based on an anime series? It's, it's going to be bloody terrible. But actually, some of the fight sequences and some of the, the, the stuff that's involved is actually quite good. Any similarities to any other program? Because I've not seen it. I've heard about it. But would you, in, if you're going to entice me to watch it, would you have any comparisons to another show? No. Not really. Well, that's a good thing, though. Yeah. I can honestly say I've not seen anything like it. Essentially, it's bounty hunting in space, I suppose, and if, if, that, if that's the best way to describe it. But um, no, I've, I've rather enjoyed it. Okay, I'm have to try it then. What, do, you know, do you know what it's on? Is it Netflix? It is Netflix. Ah, so that's probably going to get axed then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. I've been watching some stuff this week. I watched the finale of Charmed because that was first broadcast this week. So we'll talk about that in a bit. And I've also caught up on Star Trek Picard. I've done all the way up to season, sorry, episode eight. I'm on eight. I know season, um, episode nine's out. But I don't want to do it. I'm kind of waiting until the final part. And I could do those two back to back. Same here. Yeah. Mm, so I think we'll hold off talking about Picard, Steve. Yep, okay. Until maybe an episode or two. And then we'll talk about the season as a whole and how we feel it went. Yeah. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Okay. So, Steve, have you been watching anything this week? Um, I haven't been watched. I haven't watched a lot. Um, but on one of my sci fi forums, Somebody left up um, a stream to the Star Trek Prodigy episode, um, Kobayashi. I couldn't help myself. I've, <laughs> I've watched it, and all I can say is it is phenomenal. Really? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. The Janeway hologram is out of this world. They've mm. just discovered the holodeck. It's new to them. Janeway's running through the programs with them, and then mm. the Kobayashi Maru comes up. And Janeway says, well, that's for a more experienced cadet because she thinks they're all cadets. Mm. And he dismisses her like you, they dismiss the EMH and Voyager. And um, he s- starts the coat by Yoshi Maru and it asks him to select his crew. And he has Beverly Crusher. He has Uhura. He has Spock. He has Odo. You know, they're all there and they've perfectly lifted all of their voices. The only people they didn't have to lift was um, Gates McFadden because she recorded hers. Right. But it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. The conversations between Odo and Spock and Ahura and Beverly, brilliant. Oh, it sounds like it's really clever then, especially if they've taken it, it from the audio. Yes, episode. it is. I would say the audio possibly could be a little bit better, but that's what they had to work with. Do you know what I mean? You, mm. 
if that's what you've got to lift off, that, and I can't imagine that they could have made it any better, maybe. I don't know. But, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to watch the whole thing. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. And I, I think it's a crying shame that, you know, in the UK, we can't watch that. Yeah, we can. It's on Nickelodeon. Is it on Nickelodeon? Yeah. No, Nickelodeon broadcast the first episode. They are going to show some more Nickelodeon, but not until Paramount Plus is launched in the UK. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. That, yeah, so in July it will all be available because they're going to launch very soon. But I can't wait. Definitely, definitely on my radar. Without a doubt. Just, there's just a couple of things. One of the highlights of the episode was Spock doing the live long and prosper and parting his fingers. And then Dahl high-fiving him, thinking that that's what he was doing. <laughs> I, I tell you, just, li- just little things a child isn't going to get where you and I are just going to burst out laughing. Oh, it sounds so great. It's very clever. Very clever. It's brilliant. I can't wait to watch it all. So before we nominate entries for this week's Hall of Fame and Shame, let's take a look at some classic episodes of television that were broadcast this week in history. First up, the TNG finale, All Good Things. In this episode, Picard finds himself travelling between three different time periods whilst trying to prevent the destruction of humanity by his own actions. Oh, my days. I literally love this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the very best. In fact, you can buy um, a box set of two-parters. Do you know what? I say box set. My God. They probably don't even sell them anymore. That shows you how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) um i did i did have this on dvd and it was in a red case red and black case yeah and it had all the like descent and best both worlds but they were uh, presented as films as opposed to the you know previously on yeah all in one i I like it when they do that yeah yeah Yeah, much better and um, it always annoyed me that i had the tng box app but they never did a ds9 or voyager one and that just really bugged me because I would have, I would have loved to watch Future's End presented as a movie. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to this. What do you think of the episode as a whole? I think it's brilliant that they included Q. Yeah. Because I think it bookends the pilot. Yeah. So I think that was a lovely little thing. You know, the the um trial is still ongoing. It hasn't finished. I love that. Yeah. Not too keen on his red gloves. I don't know what that was about. You, you know the the like the the marigold. Um, gloves you put on to clean the house. <laughs> yes. I thought he was going to get up and start cleaning. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Just, you know, when he goes back out of that room and he's on that little forklift thing, isn't he? And he goes back out. Yes. You just imagine it spins around like a big restaurant and it, and it lowers him down to the big sink and he starts cleaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what do we think of the episode as a whole from story point? Do we think it's a good story? I think it's really well put together. I think it is too. It's excellent. Mm, guy? Yeah, it's, it's almost like, you know, full circle and, and it actually, you know, brilliantly written. I think everyone brings their A game. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I think it's Wesley's best performance. He's great in it. I don't remember a minute. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I was trying to think, what did he do? <laughs> I love the fact they've got Tasha Yar back. I think that was great. You know, we got to see little bits that we never saw in the pilot. They got arriving and all that sort of stuff. I loved it. The only thing, again, another niggly bit. I didn't see the point in those characters jeering him, like little gnomes or whatever they were. 
like throwing hats and stuff at him. I know it was meant to be the the court kind of people, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was just weird. I didn't see the point. But then that's cute, yeah. isn't it? To yeah. say, if you will. I they weren't dressed like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would put it past him given the outfit he's wearing. In episode, but <laughs> as finales go, I would say this and Endgame from Voyager are probably very, very equal for different reasons. Yeah. I'd agree. And I think I don't think DS9 comes anywhere close, I'm afraid. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with Deep Space Nine's finale. No, the reason why I prefer Endgame to all good things is because Endgame left you thinking, oh my God, what's become of the Borg? It raised so many questions of what could potentially happen next, whereas all good things wrap things up quite nicely. It dotted the T's, crossed the I's. No, that's not right. Your alphabet guy, I love it. Um, but yeah, it, it just it absolutely rounded everything off. Whereas when Voyager came home, it was like, oh my God, has she, has she destroyed the Borg entirely? Yeah, I see what you're saying. You're saying that basically all good things would have been if Star Trek had ended at that point and there was no DS9 and Voyager, that's a nice place to leave it. Mm, you know, yeah, come back to it in 20 years. Whereas Endgame, you want a new series soon and you want to know what's going on. You want another series, you want another season, you want you want more. I mean, you you kind of give that that prospect of like um, you know, the Borg Queen like dying, and then you see all these uh, Borg uh, cubes exploding. You think, oh my god, what is it? What what does this mean for the future of the the Alpha Quadrant and the the, the, the Borg? Yeah. Voyager comes back with like 29th century technology. Combine that with Borg and 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 stuff that can mm. be eight species eight four seven two, and whether or not that they they become a problem. Just loads of unanswered questions that you know you could potentially you know explore, and and we didn't get anything. We got a prequel. I think I would have loved to have seen the armor being utilized in Picard, but you never you haven't seen it yet, have we? No. Well, the blaze of armor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a shame. You think, well, actually, that should have appeared in the future when Discovery went to the future. Surely that armor should have been utilized everywhere by that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, we haven't yeah, seen no. it. It's like, but surely they, they have it. Voyager brought it back with them. It wasn't a big secret. If I was Starfleet and Voyager turned up, walked up with that thing, the first thing I would do is use it again around um, Starfleet headquarters <laughs> like a shield, wouldn't you? Yeah. How would you mm. not put that on your vessels? Crazy, crazy. Um, mm. Anyway, like I said, I love all good things. I love TNG as a whole. And I think all the cast are great. They really are. You know, when you think about what like Marina Sirtis did with her character, yeah, I think it's a shame Tasha wasn't in the show to the end, but at least they brought her back for the finale. Yeah. Um, Worf is great. I know it sounds weird to say, but they kind of felt like the family. Yeah, I agree. You sat down to watch TNG. And you were like, oh, this is going to be nice. It wasn't, oh, okay, I'll sit for a minute and maybe, uh, maybe Burnham will save the day again. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, it's a Neelix episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just, you never felt, or rarely, should I say, felt disappointed watching TNG. And I felt this was just a great finale. And another one I want to talk about, another finale, is aired in 2006, and it's the Charmed finale. 
the proper finale from season eight. And this is Piper, with the help of Coop, must travel back in time to change the events that led to the deaths of her sisters. I remember... I can have no opinion I didn't watch it. I remember watching this when it first aired, and I was livid at season eight. I was livid, absolutely. You know, it, budget cuts, but like it was cut by like 100 and odd grand an episode. Yeah. They were forced to bring in new characters because they wanted to try and create a new spin-off with these characters. It didn't work. And I just remember Billy and Christy are evil. I hate them. Die, die, <laughs> die, die. That's all... I focused you, you on. think that much earlier in the season you don't you don't like either Billy or Christy. No, you hate them. You you're meant to hate Christy. Yeah. But you're meant to kind of actually feel for Billy. I think that's the idea. You're meant to be like, oh poor Billy. No, no, no. Billy's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's really, really not written very well at all. Acting-wise, Kaylee did well. She did a good job. She uh, not bringing that down at all. But I remember the, watching the ending and thinking, absolute rubbish, just marred by the whole season, really. But I did watch it this week. I thought, do you know what? I haven't seen it since. Give it a go. And I watched the episode before, which is Kill Bill, Kill Billy Volume 2. Yes. Um, and this one. And in the previous episode, they destroy the manor, you know, and that's really, really badly done. But quite sad to see because the manor is a character in itself. Yeah. And then this one is about them, it's Piper really, going back in time. And you get to see Grams again, you get to see the 1970s mum, and then you bring them to the future, and it's all kind of lots of revelations and nice meetings again. You get to see future Chris and Wyatt, and all of it comes together quite nicely. So even though it's season eight, and even though Billy and Christy are in it, having re-watched the finale, I actually enjoyed I it. I would say that the one good thing is that they finally address the Prue situation. In this episode, it's not long. It's a scene between Patty and Victor, the dad, um, and they just acknowledged the, the true death of Prue. At last, they decided to let bygones be bygones and mention Prue again. Oh, well, I've just read the plot synopsis whilst you guys have been <laughs> talking. It sounds freaking awful. It's not as bad as it sounds, Guy. They could have done better. They could have been more epic. They didn't have the budget. You know, they didn't have the money to keep um, Leo in the show. He had to be written out because they didn't have the budget to pay the actor to appear in the show. You know, I'm surprised they managed to keep the three sisters. Hmm. But plot wise, they could have done better guy. I agree. But if you read it, it sounds bizarre, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, the final scene as well is a shout out to Prue too, because it's the way she closes the door, the same way Prue does at uh, on the first episode I love the fact they've each got three kids Yeah I thought that was great um, All of that kind of stuff I like the little nods And I did like that little girl sat there And I thought, you know what? You can see Prue in her Yes There's that kind of little cheekiness Or whatever you want to call it I don't know When when she when she does it And I was like, that's exactly Exactly how Prue did it In that pilot episode Yeah Yeah, so I don't think it was a bad episode And put it this way I would rather walk, rewatch season eight than the new charmed oh i, <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere near the new charmed what's the pilot of that dear me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's like take everything that charmed was take everything that the charm could be and just go we're not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I have not i've not even taken interest in it 
Um, I'm surprised it's. I'm surprised it's still going. I've seen the viewing figures and they're awful. Um, I think with the way CW's up for sale and stuff, I think it will uh, probably disappear soon. I don't okay. think it will last long. Uh, purely because they CW, like I said, it's up for sale and they want to make it as lean as possible. The actual original actresses didn't didn't they all say as well? Well, why are we not being consulted on this? I know you do charm, do it, but make it. The kids of the of Piper, Phoebe, yeah, and yeah. Paige. Those three of their kids get together and they're the charmed ones or something. And so that you can have those people guest starred once or yeah. twice a season. Or, or just have one child from each. The odd one out. Or they all link, link together and, and do whatever they've got to do. Yeah, it's just utterly bizarre that they decided not to go that route. Yeah, I agree. I've heard about Quantum Leap. You know, the reboot for that. Oh, uh, yeah. I've heard a rumour that the network said that they're not interested in revisiting with um, Scott. Oh. And I'm like, if that's true, your show is going to fail. Yep. 90% of that show was Scott and Dean and their relationship. Of course it was. That is what made it work. Yep. Dear God. I don't get it. These executives think they know better, but they don't. And now time for our Hall of Fame. Anyone got a nomination ready? I I do. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I did a film last time and I'm doing a film this time. This time, this is the first film I ever seen at the cinema. And it's called E.T. And it was... Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. You actually got to see it at the cinema. I didn't. It was years later when it was on. I think, was it BBC or one of them? And it premiered it. I think it was Christmas or Easter, one or the other. I hadn't really heard of it. I didn't know about it. Sat down and watched it. And those opening scenes with E.T. out in the um, shed or whatever it is. Atmospheric. Absolutely draws your attention in and you watch vividly as a child you are just sucked in from that moment on yeah that child actor that kid who played elliot oh he does an amazing job yeah guy don't say he's awful because he's a child okay (laughs) i won't allow it even drew barrymore's great yeah she is yeah yeah absolutely you know the only thing i didn't like about et was that for about 10 years afterwards and I don't think they got it in the, U- in the US we had it in the UK with uh, BT apparatus when I phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah absolutely yeah so I didn't hate that but the film itself I love it I could even as an adult on my own without kids I could sit and watch that film downside for that film though yeah go on when they re-edited it they removed all the guns so they're all holding walkie talkies I hate it oh no have you not seen that version? No, I haven't. Oh, that's <laughs> the really... They've just like superimposed them over the guns. And they, they're, they're holding these walkie-talkies in the most bizarre of ways. Wow. So that's not a great one to watch. Yeah. If you, You've got to watch the original. But yeah, I love it. Oh, guy, 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 you should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guy, are you ready with your nomination? Uh, no, don't rack my brains. Okay, I'll go with mine. I wanted one and I still want one. I would love to have one. I would love to go shopping with one. It is from Star Wars. So guys going to hate on it straight away. 
It's the lightsabers. Oh, come on. Who didn't want one of those? I would love to just take some of those with the people around here when we go shopping. <laughs> and you're just like, get out of my way. <laughs> oh, I just love to just like, move, <laughs> move. <laughs> oh, I think lightsabers would be amazing, not only for um, battle, if you will, but also for fitness. I think our nation as a whole would be a lot better if, if these existed because we'd all be dancing around with them like maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> what color would your lightsaber be me red Janeway red oh, captain's red yeah me too even though it's evil so be it <laughs> <laughs> guy would you have a lightsaber yeah but just to cut the bread <laughs> <laughs> everyone else is going like maniacs out in the, outside and the guy's there just going nice bit of toast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, so have you got your um, nomination ready, Guy? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Um, it's, it's weak in comparison to, to Steve's, but um, my nomination is a TV series called Person of Interest. Oh, yes, yeah. J.J. Um, Abrams didn't really like him after what he did to Star Trek, but he kind of won it back for me when he created this TV series. Um, Amy Acker... Michael Emerson, uh, Jim uh, Caviezel. It's a really very clever TV programme based on an artificial intelligence that is essentially alive and uh, communicates with um, this gentleman called Finch and uh, they uh, it, it tells Finch when crime is about to happen or um and they tell the pinch that it's targeted one person they know whether the person's going to commit the crime will be the target of it and the uh, the main character of the show is to uh is, is got to try and intervene because finch can't and um it's actually a really really good good uh series to watch and um there's some really sort of powerful characters in there, really, really good, uh, um, strong plot um, points. I, I, I kind of feel bad that um, it, it ended the way it did, but I really, really enjoyed all five seasons. Steve, have you seen that? I, yes, I've seen some of it, not all of it. And it does look, like Guy said, it looks excellent. It really does. Um, and I stopped watching the odd episodes that I was watching so that at some stage I can go back and watch it properly because I don't want to keep spoiling it for myself. It looks excellent. It really does. There's, from what I've seen so far, I would say that it's written extremely well. And I can't imagine that... Um, you dis- Did you say you were disappointed with the ending, Guy? I was disappointed it wasn't going to be renewed for season six. Ah. I, I, I just think there was lots of room for growth. It's a great nomination for sure. I saw several episodes, I think about like four or five from season one. Just to make sure, it's the guy from Lost, isn't it? Isn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. I am thinking yeah. about the right one. Um, Michael Emerson. I felt like it could have been. I don't know. I just felt like there should have been more to it. It should have been a bit more fringy, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. You you need to continue watching. Oh really? Oh uh, okay. So I was going to say, based on what I saw, I felt like it would have been a great additional arc to have put in fringe you're absolutely right toby you're absolutely right it could have been i didn't feel like it was enough to be its own tv show 
I felt like there was something just not right. But don't forget, at the time I was watching this, I think I was watching Fringe as well. Is that right? It was about the same time or very similar times, yeah? 2016. Oh, so maybe that was after. It was the end. 2016 was the end, sorry. 2011 was when it, it came out. I, I, I felt like it was trying to be Fringe, but not succeeding. And I love Fringe. So I, I think that's why I didn't watch much more. Do I want to watch more? Yes, I agree with Steve. I do think I want to go back and watch it at some point. Um, I like your saying, I obviously it does get better. So, Steve, which way are you going to vote? Um, this is difficult. Um, well, actually, it isn't. I've got to go with lightsabers because they're awesome and amazing. Uh, but I really think Guy's nomination is excellent. But lightsabers, I've got to vote for lightsabers. I can't not. I want to go for person of interest because I haven't, but I haven't seen it going. Yeah. I haven't seen all of it, so I can't fairly judge it. So I'm gonna go with ET, mm-hmm. but guy, only because I haven't seen it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I, I can't. Yeah. ET, I've seen it all. I know it's great. Person of interest, I've seen four, five, six episodes, whatever it was. And I can't vote for that. Okay, so I can't. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. Right. right. So, guy, um, what's your vote? It's going to be ET, simply because if two if two people are shooting someone with a lightsaber, then they can't stop both bullets. Um, I could. What? So if someone was behind you, someone was in front of you, and they were both shooting yeah. you at the same time, you'd be able to stop both bullets. Yeah, bat flips, guy, bat flips. You say bat flip? No, not not if it's not if a shotgun, Steve. <laughs> all right. Okay, all right, fair enough. I could do a ninja roll. Come on, yeah. get real, guy. I mean, you're talking about realism in the same sentence as you're talking about us having lightsabers. Are you insane? <laughs> Just think a phaser rifle's better. No, because you can't shoot that both directions. So you still dab. Both directions? You said someone was shooting you from behind and from behind and from the front as well. Wide beam? What What type of wide beam? What, 360? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ones Um... No. That's like a com badge oh pulse going out, guy. What I mean, what you want? <laughs> no, the thing is, uh, I, I look. Uh, yeah, they're they're all right. I, I'm not I'm not going to say that they're bad, um, because you know they're they're an awesome weapon. But you're uh, only if you're a Jedi are you allowed to use them. So, excuse me. All I'm going to say is, you take a lightsaber, you give one of them to Janeway. Can you imagine? <laughs> There'd be no crew left, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Killing game would have been different. It would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would just been her killing them and little points coming up above her head every time she takes one of the Herogen out. Yes. <laughs> so E.T. goes into this week's Hall of Fame. let's see what travesties of sci-fi and fantasy await us at the doors of the Hall of Shame. Steve, do you want to go first? My nomination is a character from Buffy. And I can't remember if we've actually had this character nominate before or not. I'm going for Dawn Summers. No, I nominated Connor. Ah, okay. Well, I'm going for Dawn Summers because this sums her up. She's talking to Spike and she says... I like how you talk to me like I can understand things. And she actually says that to Spike, and that sums up her whole character. She was like the turd that would not flush. <laughs> she was just there to die. 
And it was just like, wow, like life isn't hard enough already. Now you've got to protect this lump. No, she was a good example to small kids because she taught them that it was okay to steal. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so she's like the turd that won't flush. She's my nomination. Dawn. I mean, yeah, Michelle really, really knew how to make that character annoying. It was like it was just second nature for her as an actress to be able to do that. Yeah, she did. She really, really bought her A-game in making that character annoying. Without Dawn, we don't have Once More with Feeling. Oh, God, oh, she like did. That. It's her, she summoned the demon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that someone else would have summoned it. <laughs> I think it's just likely, very likely Xander would have done it at some point. Or Anya. Maybe. But the way it was written. Well, true, true, true. Good argument there. I like it. Guy, do you have a nomination for this week? I do. Um, it's a film, and I watched it last night. Okay. And I was continuously shouting at the screen because I could tell where things were going. I saw all the plot holes. I saw how bad things were. And, I, and I'm absolutely shocked that somebody actually put their name to this. In fact, I'm shocked that so many people put their name to this. The Adam Project. Just recently released. Yeah, Netflix. Ah, isn't it? Yeah. It's got a good cast. Yeah, it's got an amazing cast. It's got Mark Ruffalo. It's got. Um... Yeah, it's got Ryan Reynolds, who should have been named first in yeah. that list. Oh, we, we said about it, didn't we, when it was coming out? Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, previous yeah. podcast. Why? Why is it terrible? There is, there is a, a setup in, later on in the film. Um, you can see that one of the characters is moving to their mark that they need to move to so that they can get hit by a frying pan supposed to be the reveal that oh oh that's clever because it's because of science reasons that's the reason why that that happened no it, you you visually watch somebody stand in the way where they knew they were going to get hit it was ridiculous jessica alba was terrible in it she was supposed to be playing this sort of really caring mum she just came across as this distant cow that didn't care and the actual sort of plot development around um, Ryan Reynolds wanting his wife and played by... Um... You said Jessica Alba, do you mean Jennifer Garner? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah it, it was it was awful. If you guys want to watch it, by all means, so I will avoid any spoilers, but I just... I think the one redeeming feature is that Ryan Reynolds is okay in it, and that's it. Mark Ruffalo's terrible in it. Ryan Reynolds and his and his way he plays Deadpool and the way that he's mouthy and and it, essentially it's Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds in this film. Yeah, I mean, you look at Ryan Reynolds in the Hitman's Bodyguard, those two films. Uh, it's exactly the same, but yeah, it's his thing. It's what he does. Yeah, and he does it well. But Red Notice was actually okay. I enjoyed that film. But this, this was awful. Really, really bad. I mean, it was, it, it, he's, he's a time traveler from the year 2050. Uh, really? 2050? And, and they, they don't make as many advancements in technology as there has been in the last 50 years? No. So, no, just no. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I can't comment on that guy because I've not seen it. It's on my list of things to watch. No. Oh, please get <laughs> it off. 
Yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds, though, so I will watch it at some point. I will, because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I, I knew this might happen because obviously you guys have, haven't seen it, but you know, you know, when sometimes after you finish a film or after you finish watching something, you think, God, I wish I'd spent two, two hours of my life more wisely in doing something that actually had any. I just felt like I was robbed of two hours of my life because it, it just, it was a horrible film. I know mine's not going to win. I know exactly who's going to win this one this week. Uh, mine is a decision that was made, and it's the decision made by producers. I think it was one producer in particular. I'm not 100% sure, so I won't name them. But it was, they forced the writers and the cast, okay, they forced this upon the crew. It was to drop Beverly Crusher and replace her yeah. with Pulaski. I, I didn't like Pulaski. No. I didn't like Pulaski at all. Someone somewhere wanted her out. They wanted Gates out. So they replaced her with uh, Diana Mulder. That was really weird. She was too hard. She was harsh as a character. She was very brassy. She was just not a nice character. She didn't gel with the rest of the crew. I always felt like she was on her own well, thing. She was playing the exact same character she played in LA Law. Even though she was a doctor in this one and not a lawyer. Just put her in a different outfit and you wouldn't know the difference. Yep. I wanted her to fall down the elevator shaft. <laughs> I'm not saying she's a bad actress. No. I'm just saying it's more the decision to do this. And that led to, okay, because we had Catherine Pulaski in it instead of Beverly Crusher, it led to that awful episode where all of a sudden the transporter can be used to heal and cure people. Do you remember that oh one? Oh my God. Season two was awful. And it's where they decide, no, we can go to her, use her old transporter pattern to heal her sickness because she didn't have it at that point. And I'm like, so you've just cured her for whatever it was. I can't remember. By using the transporter. So why in any future episode do people just go, if I keep my 21-year-old transporter buffer on a USB stick somewhere, my pattern, yeah. I can use this whenever I get any problem. If I lose a limb or I get stabbed, I can be like, just stick me in the transporter. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Or live forever. Exactly. And I hated it. So... It's that decision led to that uh, some really bad rank episodes, rank episodes. Yeah. But also Beverly Crusher. I like Beverly Crusher. Yeah. It was disrespectful to get rid of Beverly Crusher. I would put it in the Hall of Fame if the decision to get rid of Beverly got rid of Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. No. <laughs> so it almost doubles down on its shame. That. Level of shame that it needs. That is how she died in LA Law, by the way, down the elevator shaft. Good. Yeah, yeah, we know. That's why I was hoping that when she, she went, it would be a, a shout out, but it wasn't. No, she just disappears. Yeah. Just randomly, the next season she's gone, yeah. crushes back like nothing's wrong. Yeah. Steve, do you want to nominate first? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Pulaski because she really irritated me. Uh, I, th- I don't know whether. Actually, Pulaski irritated me, or whether it was the actress that irritated me. Pulaski gets my vote because I think she was just a big mistake. Excellent. Uh, Guy? Well, I, I kind of knew that was going to happen because I, I was, knew it was risky doing a film that you, neither of you guys watched. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Guy. Look, I think because of the obvious choice, I think, Toby, you should vote next. Cannot vote for you, Guy. It has to be Dawn. There we go. It, it leaves me to decide which one. All right? So... I, I must argue with the fact that Dawn has, does have that reason. She is the cause of two very good episodes. 
Um, and how many bad ones? <laughs> admittedly, but but um, and and I I don't recall um, Pulaski having any good episodes. So really, by encounter, I should be leaning towards Toby here. However, Dawn was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Thorn's got to go into the hall of shame. Hang on, guy, guy. I've just thought. Right, I'm going to try and defend my my nomination here. Okay, you are saying that Dawn was a klepto, right? You don't know. Pulaski could have been a klepto. She got to go around people's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit. That, although, though, that might be true, Toby. There was never any evidence of it. We actually watched her take the crap from, from the shop. There is that one episode, right, when she's in the ready room with Picard and she goes to the replicator. Did you not see when it cuts off slightly? So you might have struggled to see this. She did put her hand in that fish tank and take a fish out and put it in her pocket. <laughs> sure. No, look. <laughs> look. That's brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that. See, the thing is, is like not not only was she a klepto, she was also stealing from Giles. And they're like, oh my god, for crying out loud. You know, he's got some great books, hasn't he? Come on. <laughs> no one ever, ever borrowed a book that they needed. That annoyed me. They never went, oh, well, yeah, that demon, that's in the volume, whatever. And you never never went to the shelf and went, oh, someone's borrowed the book out. <laughs> it was always there. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with your um, decision, Guy. Yeah. I think Dawn, one and truly, needs to be shoved into the wall of M shape. Yeah. Shoved in and burnt for eternity, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you could easily argue that Pulaski was um, reversed that decision. So they knew they'd done wrong yeah, the next season. They did. So they corrected the error. So yeah. with Dawn, they didn't. No. Maybe we, vis- we revisit Dawn in 30 years and she's like this... This um this Fagin character where she's got like loads of little pickpockets and she's got like, her own little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. Just hear sending out these little kids to go steal for her. Yeah, and she and she yeah. and to be part of the gang, you've got to produce so many so many food stamps. <laughs> she's got lots of babies yeah. to feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But her babies are cats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 that absolutely. And Spike, Spike is hanging around with some senile vampire. He's forgotten who he is, and he's kind of like just grooming the cats all day long whilst watching Passion. (laughs) So that's it for another episode of the 47th Hour. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at the 47th Hour. 